Today is the day that the offer was accepted. Twitter said, yeah, we'll take that cash and we will go ahead and sell our company to Elon Musk and his bid, the takeover bid at this point, well, things have not closed and are not done. It is going to happen, at least at this point. That's all indications are a go for Elon Musk to be buying Twitter here on KDKA. Joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline is Andy Conti. He is with Point Park University. Andy is working with the uh, Center for Media Intervention, uh, Innovation, excuse me, there at Point Park. And Andy, this really does kind of signal in a lot of ways a change when it comes to dissemination of information, a person owning this particular channel. Is this different than Mark Zuckerberg, for instance, owning? Facebook or where do we stand right now on a person owning a platform? So I've been thinking about it a lot today and I started out thinking that it was probably a, a bad thing, a lot of trepidation about it, but the more I think about it, I actually believe it could lead to a lot of innovation. I mean, uh, Elon Musk is somebody who's going to, he, he wants to take over Twitter because, not because he, you know, he doesn't want to just have it and, and just have it sit there. He wants to be better, right? He wants to do things and make it a bigger part of our lives. And so, yeah, is there a lot of potential downsides? Yes, of course. But I think uh, there's a lot of potential for innovation and excitement and, and things that can really connect us in ways that we're not even really thinking about now. I'm guessing that that means doing some things differently than they have been done there at Twitter. I mean, that he has been critical of them, of sort of throttling free speech. He calls it really sort of a central meeting place, if you will, for uh, the world to discuss ideas and to be able to get those out there in the forefront. But at the same time, you can say, we want to do this until somebody disagrees with you and you cancel their order for a Tesla, which is what he has done in the past there too. So he can't have it both ways now, right? Well, that is one of the challenges. He's been a little erratic with his use of Twitter, uh, you know, his personal use. So now that he owns it, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with it. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm actually uh, talking to you from a conference in Las Vegas. It's the uh, National Association of Broadcasters. And what connects all the buildings together is uh, a system of Teslas that, uh, you know, his company, Doug, tunnels underneath the, the city and they picked it all together and they have these cars and they're in the process of making them self-driving and so you can see what he's done with Tesla you know one example or SpaceX and so can he do the same thing to social media bring it you know to a, a new age and, and do some things that maybe people are talking about now but not really doing so I, I think it's good and, and to your original question I think this is the kind of thing that will challenge Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg to to do the same. Andy Conte joining us from Point Park University. He talks about media issues with their students all the time. Andy, how much do you think your students are getting most of their news from Twitter or from accounts on Twitter? Yeah, I don't think Twitter is not super popular with our students. They're much more on uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok, uh, you know, and then maybe Twitter and then maybe Facebook after that. So. That's what I mean. I think this is a chance to maybe put some new life into to Twitter and, and and revive it in a way that, you know, we haven't thought about before. We all know the power of it. I mean, we saw that during the, the Trump administration, of course, with the president putting out messages over Twitter. Um, but, you know, it's gonna, kinda, it's gotten a little stale at the same time. A lot of it is uh, people talking to each other, journalists like you and me talking to each other on Twitter, but not average people usually. So maybe this is a chance to, to bring in more of the public and make it more of a tool that we all use. So then do we, as members of the media, 
inflate the importance of Twitter? If it's something that we use, then do we assume that everybody else does as well? And is Twitter as powerful as we tend to think that it is? I, I think you're right that we have inflated it in the way that the, uh, for instance, the way the media covered President Trump. Everything he put out on, on Twitter was taken as, it was a statement from the president, right? So that, on one hand, that shows the power of Twitter, that you can get hear something directly from someone in power or someone who's a celebrity or somebody you know, that you couldn't normally get to. Um, but then on the media side, it's taking those and, and elevating it. I mean, some of the biggest, that's what um, Musk has been critical of, is that some of the people on Twitter with the biggest following, President Obama, for instance, doesn't really tweet a lot, but he has a lot of followers. So there's a disconnect there. What do you think changes with Twitter? Are there going to be new rules? Are there going to be new platforms? Does it look different? Is it too early to say? Well, I mean, one, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for President Trump to get his uh, Twitter back, right? Because he was banned by Twitter for putting out misinformation. And Elon Musk has been very much about saying we need to have much more free press and openness on Twitter. And so it'll be interesting to see if he brings him back. Uh, there'll be some cosmetic changes. I know Musk has really wanted a... Uh, an edit button, so if you put out a tweet with a, a mistake in it, right now you have to delete the tweet and go back and start all over again. He wants to be able to just, you know, you can edit it and change it. And people, some people like that. A lot of people think it's, it could be, you know, misused or abused in some ways. Um, and then ultimately, I think over the next, you know, several years is where you'll see the real major changes happening, um, maybe in, in the ways that we use it and, uh, you know, that there are some ideas that we haven't even really thought of yet. Is there a way to put our finger right now on who is using Twitter? If it's not the college students and, and the kids in that generation, say, 18 to, to 30, who is? Who is using it? Well, I think, do you think it's very popular among the, uh, the media? And, and, you know, and we would say the media elites, I guess, right? The people in uh, Washington, New York, on the coast, um, you know, is very popular in, in political circles in Washington, D.C., um, you know, and, and I don't, I mean, it's not as popular, I think, among just ordinary people. Um, and so that's going to be the challenge. What can you do to say, oh, the, you know, the NBA playoffs are going on now? Is that, you know, how can that, how can Twitter make that more personal, more of an interactive experience or, um, you know, things that you couldn't normally get to? I know for myself personally, when a few years ago in my, uh, my I had a book out, it was a bestseller and it was doing well. and. It was cool. On, on Christmas Day, I got all these tweets from people saying, like, oh, hey, you know, I got your book for Christmas. This is fantastic. And, and interacting with me in, in ways that, you know, I couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, so. and they can reach you directly. Absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah, hey, well, exactly. travel safely. Thank you very much for joining us. I know that uh, you got a lot of things going on, but we sure appreciate you helping us to break down this announcement today. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Absolutely. Good to have him here. Andy Conti, Point Park University, talking to us about Elon Musk reaching out and ponying up $44 billion to buy Twitter.